We have all had painful events in our lives that can lead to depression, anxiety, addiction, or broken relationships. But here's a secret. It is not about what happened to us that causes suffering. It's the stories we believe about ourselves. Join us as we shine light on how to rewrite our stories, avoid the shadows of shame, and travel along the pathway to joy, love, and connection. It's the Finding Peace Podcast with your host, Amazon best-selling author, Troy L. Love. I'm sitting at the case management office at the hospital where I was working, and I had just opened up my email. And the words, call me, in big letters, stood out brightly. I knew what this was about. I had just sent an email to the Vice President of Human Resources and to my mentor, Mary Beth, related to my disappointment because a job that I was hoping would become available had not been made available. I had been in a mentorship leadership program for the last year, and as part of that, I had been given the opportunity to teach some classes for the hospital. And I found out that I loved teaching. I found out that I was really good at it. And there was a possibility that a new position that was related to teaching was going to open up. And my mentor had encouraged me to apply when the job was made available. Unfortunately, though, due to budget issues, that job was not made available. And so I sat down and in my juvenile lack of seasoned experience and viewpoint, I wrote off a letter saying that I was highly disappointed and that I was going to quit because I didn't like doing what I was doing in case management anymore. It wasn't fulfilling for me anymore, and I needed something different. My mentor, Mary Beth, let me know that the philosophy of the hospital was that if you're not happy, they're not going to break their back trying to make you happy. If you want to go somewhere else, then you can go somewhere else. That is completely fine. But she also sat with me and she said, I know that you're disappointed and I know that you are really looking for an opportunity to grow in other ways. And I want to honor that. But I do want to point out that sending an email like that is probably not the best way to go about it. Let's come up with a plan of how you could strategize for when a position opens up that you'll be ready for it. I'm really grateful for Mary Beth and her viewpoint, her experience, her counsel. In that moment, I felt like I grew by years and years. I appreciated her kindness, and I appreciated her matter-of-fact, honest discussion with me about what had happened. What I also appreciated is that she didn't say, well, you should just be grateful that you have a job. I'm not sure if you are familiar with the term gratitude shaming. But gratitude shaming is when you are wanting something in your life And yet the shadows of shame are telling you that it's wrong for you to want that thing in your life and that you need to be grateful for what you already have. And believe me, in that situation, I totally could have had the judge talking to me and telling me, well, 
I can't believe that you sent that email. You are such an idiot. You should be grateful that you already have a job. Why would you want to run away and quit? That was juvenile and stupid of you. You should be grateful that you have an income and all of the things that the judge would say to me. What I'm really grateful for is that that's not how Mary Beth approached it for me, but I could hear the whisperings of the judge telling me that was really dumb. That was so stupid that you even sent that email. An example of gratitude shaming is when a child is sitting at the table and they don't want to eat whatever it is that the parents have put on the table and so they don't eat it. And then the parent, and by parent I mean myself because I've used this before and I'm not happy about it. The parent will say, there are starving children in Africa. I remember saying that once to somebody and they said, well, good, they can have it then. Let's ship it in a box and send it off to them because I don't want it. Yes, that is an attitude of ingratitude. But at the same time, what we're saying is that you are not allowed to have your feelings. You're not allowed to have anger or disappointment or sadness. And so... I wonder if it's possible to be grateful and to be able to express your sadness, to be able to express your disappointment, to be able to express your frustration, and to be able to hold both at the same time. Several years ago, I wrote the following article. The first in the trinity of the holiday season is Thanksgiving. Its tradition started in the United States well before our founding fathers even signed the Declaration of Independence. Thanksgiving is so much more than a day in which we get fat by eating turkey and pumpkin pie. It's a day in which we have the opportunity to offer up gratitude for the many blessings we have. On Josh Groban's album, Noel, he sings a powerful song called Thankful. Some days we forget, he says in the song, to look around us. Some days we can't see the joy that surround us. So caught up inside ourselves, we take when we should give. When we suffer from the wounds of loss, neglect, rejection, abandonment, betrayal, or abuse, we can develop symptoms of anxiety and depression. These symptoms only add to the suffering and pain that we are already experiencing. Oftentimes, before I have my clients do intense work in resolving their suffering and doing wound care, I encourage them to spend some time contemplating the blessings that they have in their lives. Gratitude has a grounding effect, which is absolutely essential if anyone is going to begin exploring the wounds they carry within. Research has actually shown that practicing gratitude can have a significant impact on one's overall sense of well-being. Robert Emmons and Michael McCullough show that practicing gratitude led to a substantial and consistent improvement in people's assessment of their overall well-being. Another study at the University of Toronto showed that out of the group of participants, those who were prone to self-judgment and criticism, who practiced gratitude daily, reported having less depression and, more importantly, experienced a greater boost in overall happiness more than any of the other participants. So as we draw nearer to the festive holiday of Christmas or Hanukkah or other festive holidays, children do grab their toy catalogs and begin circling all all the items that they hope to receive. Adults do it too. We maybe just aren't as conspicuous about it. We easily get caught up in the frenzy of wanting more. Rarely do we contemplate 
that which we already have. Margaret Young once wrote, Often people attempt to live their lives backward. They try to have more things or more money in order to do more of what they want so that they will be happier. The way it actually works is the reverse. You must first be really who you are, then do what you really need to do in order to have what you want. Gratitude is essential in this process. But what gratitude shaming does is say, well, because of that, you cannot be sad. There is something wrong with you if you're grieving, if you're frustrated, if you're unhappy with where you are. And so I ask the question again, Is it possible to be grateful and to also want to improve in your life? To be able to honor the sadness and not let the shadows of shame say you should be more grateful. What's wrong with you that you don't see this and you don't see that? But instead, to be able to say, yes, I am grateful for this and that and the other thing. And I also am giving myself room to be sad, to grieve. This holiday season is unlike any that we've experienced for a long, long time. COVID-19 has created so much loss. People's holiday plans have changed considerably. What used to be an opportunity for family and cousins and friends to get together is now met with cautious hesitancy. People staying home, not enjoying those kind of social interactions. And it is an opportunity to be sad, to grieve, and it's also an opportunity to be grateful. I believe you can have both. But when the shadows of shame show up and hijack our ability to be grateful, to tell us that we're not being grateful enough, that there's something wrong with us, I'm telling you, that just removes any sense of happiness and joy that we are trying to achieve. Gratitude is a beautiful, amazing thing. I was talking to a friend of mine, though, who said, you know, there's a lot of people posting on social media all the things that they're grateful for. And he said, I'm having a really hard time doing that. It's not that I'm ungrateful. It's not that I don't see the blessings in my life. But right now, there's a lot of hard things going on in my life as well. And I just feel like it is not sincere or authentic of me to post something on a Facebook page when I'm struggling inside. What he was saying was, I am grateful and I am suffering. And so I wonder again, how can we practice gratitude and honor our emotions. And one way that just comes to mind right now is being grateful that we have emotions, being grateful that we're able to share sadness, to be able to have that feeling and the words that we can use to express what it is that we're feeling in order to be able to process some of the pain that we may be experiencing right now. even read an article once where instead of practicing gratitude by writing down all the things that the person was grateful for, they wrote down all the things that they're not grateful for. I'm not grateful that I had to stand in line for 10 minutes at the grocery store today. I'm not grateful that I had to wait for the light to change and it took five minutes today. Surprisingly, the person said by saying that, it almost made them happier. They were able to challenge 
in some degree some of the ways that they were told by the shadows of shame or whoever that you have to be grateful and they were able to consciously say no i'm not grateful for that and in the process it also opened up their mind to really contemplate the things that they were grateful for so it's holding space for both if you want to go on social media and write down what you're grateful for i would love to see it because i think it's beautiful right now many of my friends are doing that and i tell you it's refreshing to see the things that they're posting. At the same time, sometimes they post things that are really wonderful for them, things that are beautiful and going well in their own lives that for me are not going really well. And when I see those, there is a twinge of sadness for me. And yes, my shadow of shame can stand up and say, well, you should be grateful and you should look at all the things that you have going on in your life. Or I can say, I'm happy for them and I'm sad for me. And I'm going to reach out to somebody and I'm going to share my sadness. I'm going to write in my journal. I'm going to express that in that way. Because I believe that we can do both. And when we do both, we honor ourselves and we open our hearts, I think, to allowing those moments of gratitude to sink in. Yes, there are millions of things that we can be grateful for. And when we can contemplate them as the research shows, it really does improve our mental health. And we can also be grateful that we are sad, that we are grieving. To me, both are entirely possible. So this year, I hope that you will practice gratitude, but I also hope that you will be aware that the shadows of shame do not need to be a part of this gratitude experience. Don't let them hijack it. Don't let them tell you that you're not doing it right. Just be you and be the best you and let the light that shines within you come out and let other people see it and share your sadness and share your joy and be real, be at peace. You've been listening to the Finding Peace podcast. If you loved the show or want to ask a question, let us know by going to troylove.com. There, you can also learn about the Finding Peace five-day challenge. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss the next episode. And if you are listening on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. It helps other people find this podcast more easily. Thank you for spending part of your journey with us. Copyright Finding Peace Consulting.